Hello, welcome to Toffee TV. It is the Daily Live. Uh, I'll be joined shortly by Ped. Uh, before we start, I want to offer our condolences to um, the family of Michael, who died yesterday at Everton's new stadium. Awful, tragic news. Uh, no one should go to work and not come home. And um, It's awful news. And Evertonian went home and away. Sure, loads of people knew him, loved him. Um, seen after some of the, the tributes that have come in he was obviously uh, a very nice young man and his family you know best wishes to them and prayers to them and all of that uh, thoughts are with them today because it's uh, an awful time so I just thought without you know I just thought we couldn't open the show without offering our condolences as a channel uh, and just as human beings to Michael's family so yeah, awful news, awful news. Um, let's move on to something that's far less important, but it's what people are here for, and that is uh, obviously to chat about the football club and about the team. Um, Wilfred Nonto is still is still um, still being discussed by Everton. Absolutely. Um, being discussed, Spurs apparently and Aston Villa are interested as well. Uh, I Everton are the favourites for them because I think I think the lad is well aware that Everton would um, is that Everton have wanted them all summer and Everton are just trying to get that deal done right now um, with Leeds. It's difficult because I uh, listen. We said yesterday, um, I don't really like that what he's done to Leeds. I think when when player does this, I think you always have that thought in your head, and rightly so. You always have that thought in your head that at some stage, it's they're gonna do it to us, aren't they? Um, why are we any different? And and he probably will, unless. If he does, if Everton do sign him, he does come in and does well and does move on, unless it's with everybody's, um, with everybody's consent, then that's fine. I don't know. You know, it's easy to. I guess it's easy sometimes to just look at the the players side of it and say, uh, sorry, the club side of it, and say, well, he should just get on with his job, or whatever. I don't know what he's being promised by Leeds. I don't know what conversations he's had with Leeds, whether they said we'll let you go, whatever, I'm not sure. I'm just looking at it from a fan's perspective and, you know, fans of Leeds like the kid and obviously when you're a football fan, you don't want to see players doing this to your club. Um, So I understand that, like I say, I wouldn't like it to happen to us, so I'm not going to be hypocritical and say, you know, well, Leeds should just sell them. Do I think they should? Go on, Ped. Do I think they should? Yes, because I think I think once a player makes it makes it perfectly clear they don't want to play for you, then I don't understand why you would keep them. Yes, you're gonna try and get the best deal for them. I understand that, but I think for Leeds, I think just get rid of them for for your own good. You've got Daniel Fark's gone in there trying to get a new culture going, trying to get new things in place for this football club. Keeping a player that doesn't want to be there, I don't think benefits anybody long term. Certainly, 
Spurs and Villa have got an interest in him. Why wouldn't he? He's a good player. But both of those clubs are quite well stocked. You know, Wendy has just got injured, but Villa are bringing in Zaniola from um, Galatasaray, I think, as well. So I think their interest will be there, but I think, according to all reports, Everton are the favourites. I think the lad has, has been wooed by Everton, according to, uh, to different people. And I think when a player, if you're a player and you see a football club interested in you all summer and chasing you all summer, I think... You th- if you think long term, will they actually really want me? These ones who are coming in now, yes, they might be in better positions, and undoubtedly Spurs and Villa are better teams than Everton and in better positions. But I think, I think he's made his mind up at the moment that he wants to join Everton. But if Everton can't do a deal and the other two teams can't, that's a different story altogether. But you know, I think from our perspective, we're trying to do the best deal we can do with the resources we've got available. And he would improve Everton, absolutely he would. Um, and I think Everton are looking at it as a young player with high potential as well. But like I said before, there will always be that thing of, let's hope we sell him <laughs> at the time he wants to go and, and we don't we don't get into this thing of not you know, wanting to play. It happens already, it's not, listen, I'm not, I'm not totally vilifying Wilfred Nonso because, like I said, I have no idea of what he was told by Leeds. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? Leeds might have said, yeah, we'll let you go if someone comes in and, mm. and Everton have come in. Because I imagine that's the last step as a footballer you want to take is refusing to play in games. And and if you feel that aggrieved that you're not doing it, then that, to me, feels as though there's been a conversation that has led to this. Yeah, to I mean... Don't know, do we? Don't know, do we? Ultimately, I think we're just trying to get him off a little bit there. Um, oh no, I've already no, no, said I, I don't. No, I don't no, condone no, I'm it. Saying, I'd that's what I'm saying. You don't know the full details. Mm. Don't like that. Don't like people talking um, and kicking up a fuss like that. Going on strike. I just, I don't, 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 don't uh, agree with that whatsoever. In, in, in this terms, not in general. Mm. Um, um, well, just do your job. No, but like as a footballer, I think. I think uh, it's the last step. But as you said, you don't know. It might have been made promises. might have been made promises about, um, you know, when he could leave, how he could leave. Uh, you know, Everton have, Everton have been consistent in their approach, I think. They haven't, it hasn't been splashed all over the news as in from Everton, so... It is just one of those things, and it's a wait and see situation. As I think the statement that was put out on Friday from the from the their end is uh, basically a way of saying to the fans, "It's he wants to go." You know, it's a it's a it's a tactic that, as a club, we've used many a time. Vilify the player in in the eyes of the fans, make it make it about them. Um, mm-hmm. It's come back to hurt our club a few times when the truth has come out about what's actually happened. Yeah, um, fan, players are willing to be. I think players are willing to be the villain at times because they know well, what difference does it make? I'll go somewhere else. I'll be loved by my new fans, and you know, time will it will will sort it out. So we'll see what happens. Um, as you mentioned, their spares have been linked them today. Don't really know if he would make 
a dense at space, whereas Everton, I think he would. And I think for a player who's just dropped into the championship, I think, again, it's about those steps, isn't it? Making those steps. I think footballers are controlling their careers more and more and are and understanding that it is about making steps rather than jumping because you do get into a situation. I mean, you look at like Chelsea on on. Sunday having like five debutants, you know, you look at the look at the turnover of their squad, you look what happened to the last bunch of players they brought in, you know, it happens far too often now. And it's something that should be, you know, should be trying to eliminate from mm. the game. Players should be taking hold of their careers and saying, I want to play football. And yeah. if I know if I play for them for two years, I can make that step up to the to it. Whereas I could get a could sign for a big club, but mm. I could sit on the bench. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, he's a good player, though. And if Everton have wanted them all summer and they have, yeah, then that's why you stick with something. Don't yeah, you? if it's, it's a get plan, it. isn't it? You know, we, we've with we've, we've all had a go at the club for not following a plan and saying it's scattergun, it's this mm. or that. It doesn't. You know, I've been critical of the recruitment team, and I still will be if uh, they got going after you know targets. I think they should. And Big Acor got. Race on his debut for Montpellier the other day, a four million quid. But but they do feel like that they've got players they want, and they're just sticking with them. Mm. And you can't have a go at someone for that. I can have a go at someone for just literally going right. Who, who can we grab? And mm. ever and I felt like it was like that last summer. I did feel like it was who can we grab last summer. Certainly where Mopai was concerned. Um, yeah, I don't think. I, I, I wouldn't accuse them of that at the moment. I also wouldn't let them off with other people are stopping them doing a great job. I think they're all in it together, mm. to be fair. But if they've got a plan, it feels like they have. We can't vilify them for trying to stick with the plan to, if it means getting their man in the end. If they get Wilfred Montreux through the door, that's someone they identified in March, February, March, as someone they wanted. Yeah, but He's stuck with the task and they've eventually got him. Mm. Jack Harrison was another one he was a mm. big target all summer um, and they've got him so whether you'd agree with what they're going after that's a different that's a yeah. different conversation but I don't think you can have a go at them for sticking to the targets they want mm. that's a different story um, because we would laud other teams for doing that yeah wouldn't we we'd say well they wanted them and he stuck in there and, and all mm. of that um, so yeah uh, Kevin Murphy says, "Afternoon, lads. R.I.P. to the young lad." Yeah, I, 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 like I said at the very start to open the show with it, it was awful, absolutely awful. Um, Corin says, uh, "Hello, Baz. So sad thoughts with his family." Um, Rogue Trader, R.I.P. Young man thinking of the family. Yeah, so it is absolutely awful. Um, Sophie said the Daily Mail are at it again the Premier League Matthews saying Premier League is changing its rules due to our charges well we've only got one charge uh, I don't know Sophie uh, that's, changing what rules uh, I don't know the changing the rules doesn't give me any they're changing the rules because of Chelsea apparently mm. they're going to crack down on that I don't know if it's got anything to do with Everton hmm We've got one charge. There's people have got carried away with things like the Daily Mail. There's there's one charge relating to the stadium, not even relating to the playing side. 
um, Everton maintain they've done nothing wrong and will there'll be nothing to answer. Who knows if that is the case? Um, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. The Premier League needs to look at itself. When Chelsea can spend nine hundred and fifty million in a year, it needs to look at itself. Just tell me what part of that is fair. The which to spend nine hundred and fifty million. But in a it's year. all been it's it has all been um, it's been explained, hasn't it? And the way if you listen to the way it's explained, a lot large part of it is because of those contracts, and it's a loophole which is this is what they're supposed to be closing now. Mm-hmm. UEFA have already done it. But the Premier League haven't done it. Ooh, what a surprise. Um, and it is all to do. If you listen to the... I've listened to two different explanations of how Chelsea are doing it. Yeah. It's come out in the last couple of... Uh, last 24 hours. And they're actually 65 million up. Because of the way they've done it. Because it... Because of the amortisation. Mm. And because of the players they've sold. Mm. They are... They are still mm. very much mm. f- fine. Now, fair play to them. They found a way mm. because their owner, obviously... Well, to be honest, we found a way. It's just we haven't found a fair... We're, our numbers are... Oh, sorry, what I meant by that is clubs do find that way because this is what I was trying to explain yeah. the other week and, and that one person so couldn't understand what I was saying. When you buy a player, if we buy Wilfred Nonso for £25 million... Yeah. We don't pay twenty five million pounds no. for Wilfred Nonto. We pay a fraction of it. We do pay it, of course we do, but we pay it every year. But also Chelsea. But also when you sell a player, mm. you, you don't sell it. a player at what the value you bought the player for. The value drops off every year. That's the amortization. So if you set buy a player for sixty five million and then sell him two years later for sixty five million. Mm. You've made money you've on already them made money because on you've them. had them for two years. It's not like it's it, it's even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So someone like Kai Havertz, mm. because they sold them having hadn't having had them for two years, they've made I think probably money on them. So therefore, they haven't lost anything on the FFP. No, and it's stuff like that where people just it's not. And why should you know? Why should you need to know these things? Bloody hell! It's we watch football. We're not all we're not accountants, but I think that's why FFP is so complicated. Is because all of these rules and you've got your contracts now, which uh, you know you, you, you the value of a player what drops off every. It's just so ridiculously complicated for 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 people when it shouldn't be, and some people know how to take advantage of it, and some people don't. That's just the way it is. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, people just saying they take non-so. Mm. Um, Liam says, after getting Harrison, now I'd be more inclined to go for strikers and centre-backs. I'd be happy with Che Adams, personally. On the strikers, right? Che Adams. Mm. Let's just have a little chat about Che Adams for a minute because I know Bournemouth have, Bournemouth are very interested in him, aren't they? Bournemouth have also activated Tyler Adams as £20 million. Yeah, yeah. Release slot. Um, they're interested in him. Right. I mean, what do you make of him? His goal record isn't great in the Premier League. No. But 
he is a handful mm. for defense. I know he's not six foot, yeah, but he is a handful for defenders. He presses really well. When I, when I spoke to Andy about him, he's quite happy. He'd be quite happy with him, he said, as a as the middle striker, if you like. Yeah. Obviously, Dominic Calvert-Lewin not there, but it also takes the heat off Chimiti. Um, he's better through the middle than what Dan Juma is in terms of like what he gives you, hold-up playing stuff. I mean, what's your, but his, goal, his goals are worried, though. He doesn't score goals. I think he's... I think he's I think, oh, he's got two and two. So I think the far way he plays is is, is um, would be more beneficial than the way Mope plays for us. Yeah. Um, size is a problem because again you you're having to change a little bit of your style to to accommodate him. Um, as a footballer, I, I, I prefer him to Mope. I just think his his all round game is better for bringing people into the game. I think he's busier. I think he. Um, stronger I think he holds up the ball better to mm. allow other people to join in I'm not sure Mopai is particularly good at that um, and it is I think it, it, it's one of those things isn't it it's, it is difficult because you're looking at the, the size of the player and thinking well how does he work for it it's what his skill set is isn't it it's what his all round skill set is it's a it's a difficult one. It really is just because of the it's this the side. I I don't mind them. I don't mind them at all. I just think Everton have got to make that decision because we need a forward. We've mm. got to make that decision. It's it's great going after your targets, your first targets, your wide plays or whatever. But Everton have got to get a centre forward in. They've just got to and take that pressure away from having to have you know relying on Dominic Alvarez and people you know putting pressure on Chimiti, which shouldn't be there at all. He's mm. just a young kid, really. Um, so, if you could get him for the right money, I think Che Adams would be someone... Don't get me wrong, he's not... We all, No one's sitting here going, oh, he'd solve all our problems. No. But I do think if... I'd, I'd like to think if chances fell to him, I think he'd, you know, he'd put one in the, in the net, which Mopai just doesn't seem to be capable of doing. And that's that's the real issue, isn't it? Mm. The real issue is Mopai got chances on Saturday and he missed them all. And that that that's the top and bottom of it. And literally in every game he's played, bar one, that's what's happened. You know, and even the goal he scored wasn't really a chance, it was a snapshot. Mm. It was a good finish, don't get me wrong, but it was a snapshot, wasn't it? And we have to rectify that really quickly though, really, really quickly. I mean, obviously we've only got two more games till the window shuts. But then there's another one straight after the window shut as well. So even if you got someone in like right on the deadline, you would they play in that game? So that I mean, obviously Dominic Carvalhoon could be back Saturday if all goes well. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a difficult one. There's not much about. There aren't many centre forwards around anymore. It's a, it's a position that's it's been I don't know because of the one up front and because it's the fashion to play one up front probably lower down, then you are diminishing your centre-forwards. Yeah. You're mm. diminishing the need for a centre-forward. Mm. because, But that you still need someone to put the ball in the back of the net. The best club in the world have the best striker in the world playing for them. Mm. So, you know, everyone everyone is clamouring over them. And yet that be- means that it's slim pickings where we are. 
But you've got to get someone who at least understands that that's his job. Mm. And that's why, you know, Dom is so important because he does understand that job, I think. You know, and and it's fine then another one to go with him. You know, Malpais had 29 appearances for Everton and one goal. It's all there. I mean, we're not, you know, you get this thing where you're like the boo boy or, or you're picking on someone or whatever. The boo's there. Mm. Just the, the fella just isn't quite good enough at the, at at the, the level. level yeah. And that's, it's not, he'd that's score, it is, listen, this fella would score bagfuls of goals in the championship. He'd score he goals in France. He'd score goals in Italy. He could go to lots of leagues in Europe and we will do well. But at this level, for what we need, he's this league's tough. not good enough. This you need that. Tough. You get that. Look at the first opportunity he got on Saturday. It's a difficult opportunity. I give him that. Ball over the top. He gets onto it really well. But he hasn't got the pace in the first place to progress further mm. on goal because there's a player coming. That's a, so he has to take it early. And he hasn't got the skill. It, it goes just wide. Listen, a top-class striker will just put a little bit of edge on that. Mm. And he, puts, he finds the bottom corner. Or at least makes the keeper safe. But for him, he's he's been for him. It's like he's been pressured into that shot, and mm. he puts it wide. And then the ones that come too quickly to him, we saw this last year. He just it just hasn't got the finesse to just fight to just. I seen the one Salah's got this lad on Sunday. You know, he's through on goal, and he just waits for the goal. He's go down, he just lifts it over to him. Like that's the, that's absolute class, isn't it? That's mm. like that's the absolute level. That's top level, yeah. But that that's 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 composure more than anything. That's having enough confidence in yourself to just go out. Just, everything slows down, doesn't mm. it? Where for centre forwards, where it's not there, everything's like, oh, what am I doing? She with Barlow's that you know, I played with you at Everton. Come on, Barlow, but. He was he was quick and at yeah. certain levels he could score, but the Premier League just shows you how mm. difficult it is yeah. because he would he would panic. He was too quick for it for mm. the his feet were too quick for his head mm. almost. So he'd in their moments he'd freeze where he shouldn't have done because his pace was that yeah. good that he got himself in. When you see players now, mm. it happens in so many games. It, it's like it's, it's why Harry Kane is has just gone for over a hundred million quid and. Yeah. You're right, Mo Salah, he's, he's probably the king at running through and thinking it over the goalie. So he's the best one who does it. Does it so you see that goal he's, mm. that goal where he sits the keeper down and clips it over him, he scored that. Yeah. So I'd be amazed if he he scored that less than twenty times in his Liverpool but career. Because he just seems to do it so often. It's what the it's what the best players can do. do Ronaldo R nine, the greatest centre forward ever to play the game. As a he used to sit goalies down by doing stepovers yeah. in front of them. And that was his forte, wasn't it? Play Neil Mopai, I keep looking at him and I keep thinking he's more of a link forward. The problem is Everton can't have, can't have a link forward. We have to have a centre forward. Mm. And we play. You know, if you were if you had a a midfield or wide men who got a lot of goals, but he was clever enough to play in pockets and you had a centre forward ahead of him, he was really good. He'd be a nice little player, probably at like linking the plate, but that's not that, that. That's me trying to fit him in somewhere else. The lads are obviously a decent footballer, but what we need is someone who's a a big physical focal point for us because that's how we play. And that doesn't mean because we've got a physical focal point, then oh, we're just gonna bang it long. Yeah, yeah. The, the best team in the world has got a physical focal point, 
haven't he? He's an absolutely, you know, machine of a centre forward. Haaland, he's big and strong, six foot five, can run quick. Mm. He's a he's a freak, isn't he? He's almost being made in a lab. It seems when you look at him, yeah. a physical presence up front you've got to have, mm. especially when you play the way we do and, and when we mm. haven't got all of the other silkiness. Yeah. We need that, and he's just not that player for us. So we have to bring someone in and someone who suits the way yeah. we play like that. You see it when Dom's in, it's totally mm. different. All of a sudden, there's gaps everywhere and he's pulling people all out and you're going, look at the difference he makes. Mm. Can you get someone who's, who's durable who can do the same? Yeah, It's difficult. It is difficult. The, you know, listen, just in common there, Steve saying about the strikers everywhere, we just look in the wrong places. There are strikers everywhere, of course they are. There are strikers everywhere, but are they, are they good enough? That's the question, isn't it? Are they good enough? The Premier League is very much unforgiving in that position. And you've got to get it right. And that's the top and bottom of it. So you're looking, a club like Everton are looking at players with a, a, a bit of a track record of playing in the Premier League for a start. And I suppose that's why they probably looked at Mopai. Because you can Everton, can they take a check? Can they take a chance on a player and say, right, you're going to be our backup centre forward? You can take a chance on a on a lad and say, well, you're not even our backup striker. You're someone maybe for next next season. Don't get me wrong. I think he'll get games this year. I think he'll come off the bench. But that that position is it's look at the look at the attention Mopai has got by missing by missing opportunities on mm. on Saturday. You know what I mean? It, it it's not you know not right the abuse but it look at the it all comes down you know I, I I actually did a very weird thing on Saturday night I put on match of the day shut up I, don't for, believe you you know what not, for any, not even for anything else just us why because I'm I wanted to just see what they said about the goal that was oh, okay, yeah. but, did they even get referenced yeah but he said they just said same old problem they can't put the ball in the back of the net. Mm. And then they showed, like, Mopai's chances. And it was just like, they were like, they haven't even played badly. They've played all right. Same mm. old problem. Can't put the ball in the back of the net. Mm. And that's the that's it, isn't it? It's not about the goal that we can see either. It's not about anything. It's not about making chances. It's about, because that's all that matters. If you had a goalkeeper that couldn't sh- save shots mm. regularly enough, yeah. you'd replace the goalkeeper, yeah. wouldn't you? It doesn't mean... You hate the goalkeeper or whatever, whatever, whatever. But mm. players, you know, Arsenal, Aaron Ramsdale made two errors that led directly to goal last season. Mm. Right? He's a decent enough goalie, yeah. and yet Arsenal needs a one replacement yeah. with David Raya, who, who made one error that led to a goal. But they want a replacement because mm. they need better. Yeah. So for Neil Mopai, just doesn't score yeah. any goals, and we need someone who would. Sc- and I keep and saying this, you know, when people, sorry, you know, when yeah, people go, go like, you know, oh, how can you say that? You know, if we'd have had a forward, we'd have been better last year. Well, because everything we told you, you would have. We would have. Our centre forward scored four goals between the three of them. Four. Yeah. Right. Therefore, if Everton would have had a centre forward that got six or seven or eight goals last season. We would have won more games, which would have kept us clear of any problem. So it doesn't take much to go. Let's get one in. You can, you can at least get that on a regular basis. Neil Mopai, it's not gonna. Sometimes players go to a club 
and it just doesn't work. The in front of goal, it doesn't work. You can go. There's there's so many examples of it going back over all the years where pl- clubs buy strikers and it's just not the same. They fit in somewhere and they don't, whatever, whatever. I can even go back to show me age mm. as far as Gary Bertles going to Manchester United from Forest and he was prolific at Forest. Yeah, Peter Davenport, another one, Forest against the United was brilliant and yet went and couldn't score goals. And it was like, there's just it no happens, goals in it. it and it carries on through time. You get a striker and go, you'll do really well there. Look at Richie, that Tottenham. Yeah. Well, the most he was great for us, double figures every year. Every year, gone to Spurs. What did he get? One Premier League goal for them last season at Anfield, ironically. Um, he's already getting lambasted for his performance on Sunday. He's not good enough getting rid of him. And yet, he'd probably come back to Everton, settle back in, and score goals. It, it happens, doesn't it? And, and the thing about Everton is, Ever, if you know, if Everton could add. If Everton, imagine Everton could have like a, a good... Imagine Everton had the money right now, genuinely. Let's say... Let's say Onana gets sold, right? I'm not saying he will, and I hope he doesn't. But let's say Man United say 75 million, right? And Everton go, right, 75 million. We're doing all right. Mm. Lads, get me the one they call Romelu. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's not gone anywhere. Juventus mm. still won them, but they're trying to play a game with their own fans. Probably going to leave it as late as possible, not to upset anyone. Yeah, yeah. Imagine we went, let's go and get Romelu Lukaku. Mm. We'd be fine, wouldn't we? Yeah. We'd be absolutely fine because mm. you've got a player in suddenly who leads the line, takes chances, misses chances, but takes chances. But suddenly... We'd be we'd be fine. We'd be absolutely fine as a team because we'd score goals. We'd have a threat, a real threat at the other end, which would mean we could we could we could just you, you know what last season with the defensive stuff, the it would take the ball, put it down the other end. You're making more chances. Mm. The ball's in the other end more. Doesn't make us a great team, by the way. Doesn't suddenly make us a good no. team. It just means that you know someone in the comments there saying about if we had Mitrovic, we would have finished with with Fulham. Had. Again, you know, the, the, it's one play. It can be that one play, especially if it's a really good player. If it's a goal scorer, exactly. If someone is, if someone is a threat, like a constant threat, where someone says, like, I look at look at like ha, like Harland is the best example, right? Look at Harland, right? Half of the op- half the time, the opposition are just worrying about mm. him rather than him. You know, he Actually went he went the back end of last season. I think he didn't score in the last six games. But the opposition were terrified of him. The, the, they've got two men on him. It's open and space for Gundogan to come in and um, and and fill those spaces and mm. score those goals. Yeah. That's threat. And that you know, this is the other thing about it. It's having a fella who can who people just worry about. Mm. I remember when Ron went. Excuse me. And the first thing everyone did when we played them, <laughs> is they went ten yards off the pitch because they were like, these haven't got a threat. Mm. And and that's the difference, isn't it? And listen, I'm not saying we all, we would go for Lukaku, all right. I'm just talking about in in that. I'm just just saying, if we had a striker like that, suddenly things would go. It, when people say papers over the cracks, it does paper oh, it over does, the cracks. Yeah. Of course it does. But lots of team paper over the cracks, don't you? You know, talking to you know. This is why Liverpool are worrying about that midfield. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I'm speaking to Carragher like whenever it was. He was saying like the the forwards got them out of so much trouble last year. And yeah. like, and they still struggled. Well, That's what he was saying. Look, he Sunday. still struggled. And yet the forwards got them out of trouble because the midfield wasn't good. Sunday they, they conceded the goal, Liverpool, because they haven't got a natural six. Mm. No one follows the run mm. of the kid who puts it in. And, and you know, it's like little... The, the, they're just finite like details because they're playing at the elite level and you'll always find details and if Everton had a centre forward who yeah. was A, a focal point yeah. but B, who could actually finish yeah. we wouldn't be in as much trouble you don't go for in a team that is you know, remember last season Villa was just sinking like a stone and they had lots of good players like Bailey and Watkins yeah. and all of these players Jacob Ramsey who I think is fantastic and all of these Bailey. players were, that was brother Oh, Saturn's brother, younger brother. Uh, Buendia. They had all of these players, and yet they were just sinking down the table. Yeah. They come to Goodison in February, whatever. They, if we'd have beat them, it was three points between the two teams. Ollie Watkins finds starts firing goals in. Everyone gets a lift. And I'm not saying they're at the villa because we're not. They have got better plates. I just mean Watkins goes on that run. And all of a sudden, the confidence oozes through the team. They end up in Europe. Right? You can go from where they were to Europe. But you can also go from where Everton were, which is surviving last day, to being around the mid-table by having the lad mm. who is putting the ball in the net for you and giving you that. Mm. We saw it with Dom. There was no bigger example than Dominic Calvert-Lewin at the likes of Leicester and Brighton. There's no, It's no coincidence. We should have scored six at Leicester. We could have quite easily lost the game, by the way, as well, but it wasn't for Pickford. But we should have scored five or six that night at Leicester, and we didn't. Mm. And we went to Brighton, and we did score five. Yeah. So, and it was all simply because of Dominic Calvert-Lewin in the side. Because you take a couple movement. of chances in a game as well, though, don't you? You take a couple of chances. Like on, like, like on Saturday, mm. I'm sit, I was sitting there thinking, I've watched loads of Everton teams, you know, lots, lots of Everton players. I've watched loads of first, I've watched, you know, you sit there. The, the, the reason, like our home record right, is a disgrace. No, the last two years, three years, it is a, a disgrace. disgrace. Yeah. It's an absolute disgrace for a football club. Like if we, you know, your your home record's got to be the backbone of of everything you do. And we let play, we let clubs roll in and just beat us. And it's it's a it's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. This is what makes me laugh when um, people go, "Oh, you can't leave Goodison midway through a season." Why? Maybe the best thing we can ever do. No, you know, it's it's but it's a disgrace. But in years gone by, mm. we always had players who in a game like that on on you know, it's a close game and there's mm. someone to just put a put one in for you. Yeah. You know, a couple of years ago we played Southampton first game of the season. We didn't play particularly well. Mm. I think Richie got one, the Corey gets one, and we you yeah, know, and, and, bomb, and, yeah. and we win the game and, mm. and it's not a particularly good game. But the lads just take the chances. We've got mm. Richie, we've got Dom, and we've got Decore, and they mm. all score goals. And, and and there's a threat, and we win the game. And yeah. As I said, there wasn't there wasn't loads between between the two teams. On Southampton the... under Silver. Richie and Walcott score, we win 2-1. Yeah. There's loads of games it that are like that, which are like, yeah. where the it's top tight. position comes, and they're a bit like, you you don't want to give them a chance, but but you've got enough. Mm. You get over the line, because you've got lads who can put the ball in the back of it. Why? Isn't that, like, you know... Isn't that hard? Is it other like you said yesterday? Other clubs do it. No, hang on, man. You last night 
Yeah. Wolves were unlucky not to get something out of the game. They should have I definitely had a bleeding penalty. Yeah, VAR nonsense. Unbelievably Um But United are miles better than Wolves. Miles better. And will be over the season. But last night they went. Mm-hmm. And what happened? Rafa Varane come up with the goal late on to get them mm-hmm. the win. Someone just took a chance and they win the game 1-0. And okay, people can, can talk about Wolves and go on. They're unlucky. They mightn't be as bad as everyone says. Well, it was probably a little bit of both. First game under Gary yeah. O'Neill. United didn't play particularly well. Wolves knocked it down, though, right, full of energy. Well, does that carry on if you if you can't score goals? Wolves are in a similar position to mm-hmm. us. They can't score goals. They haven't been able to score goals for a few no. years, Wolves. No. And eventually it catches up with you. Now, yeah. they're going to need a striker after they got the money. It doesn't look like So they'll have to be creative. But... You put a goal scorer into Wolves' side last night, they might be tuning up in that game before United even get going. There's plenty of those games yeah. in the season. The reason why a lot of those clubs are so consistent, a lot of them have better players than you because they just, the money they pay them and everything, the money they've got to spend. But it doesn't mean those players play well every week. Look at Chelsea. Chelsea last season finished 12th, was it? They had some great players. Where they motivated every week now, and so if you you'll have a lot of those games in the Premier League. But what normally happens and makes the top clubs get towards the top mm. is when they've got those games where it's flat and it's the other teams maybe playing well. They've got someone to come up with a goal which just wins the game, and then it's like yeah. they haven't played great today, but we've won. They always say though, signs of a good side, not playing well and winning. Mm. But it's because those teams have someone who can put the ball in the back of the net. We don't have it. Mm. We just don't have it. Now, when Dwight McNeil's back in the team, yeah. But then it puts pressure on the but, whole... Everyone. puts pressure on everyone. Because Everton made one real mistake at the weekend, which was for their goal, mm. that, that we weren't as tight as we should have been. And they scored, and it all right, yeah. it was spawny, the fact that when Patterson went sliding in, it could have gone anywhere, and it, it spun perfectly to the one player who was on his own. Mm. All right, but that happens sometimes. But if you'd had goals in your team, that would have just made it 4-1 or something, if we'd have had a normal... Mm. Like, if they'd been Fulham v Everton and the game went the same way, they'd have probably been three up by the time we got yeah, that spawning yeah. goal. And we just don't take our chances. And that's mm. why we do need someone who is a focal point, but also someone who can put the ball in the net. Um, Fed says, afternoon, guys, don't want to get sold off by Baz for going overboard. But we thought Fulham and Wolves were winnable and Villa tricky. Wolves looked all right last night, so that might be harder than we thought. I think... Currently, every game will be harder than it, than it probably should be for the reasons we've just been discussing, mate. Do I think Wolves are a good side? No. Did they play all right last night? Yeah. But teams will play all right. I thought Fulham were dreadful at the weekend. Will they be that poor every week? Probably not. But the, I looked at them on Saturday and thought, these are in relegation trouble, even after they'd won the game, because they looked worse than Everton. But they scored a goal and won the game, and that, that's all that matters, isn't it? Man United were worse than Wolves last night and won the game. So United will get better, Wolves might get better, or they might get worse, or they might just be that team that knocks it around really well and can't score goals. Everton are in the exact same, well, we don't really knock it around that well, but we're in that same bracket that will probably, our results show us worse than we are. And I imagine, I understand the emotional side where you, the default is to just say we're awful, we're crap, we're one of the worst teams because results generally say that. But if you step away, and a few people have brought me down off, you know, the emotional fume that I had on Saturday by going, you would just look at the game. 
that was an anomaly, that kind of game, because Everton were miles better and it won't happen all the time. That's great, but it did Saturday and it pissed me off. You've got to put goals into your team. Until Everton put goals into the team, they're always likely to be on the wrong end of tight games because tight games require your players to get goals. But what's worse about Saturday was they were guilt-edged chances. They weren't like half chances or a game where Patterson hits the bar. They were guilt-edged, and I'm talking about Nathan Patterson's chances as well. We've seen it before, though, haven't we? That's the problem. We've seen it all before. We're burnt, aren't we? But we've seen it all, mm-hmm. we've seen it all mm-hmm. last season. So yeah. this is why you know the need for a centre-forward is so... Freshen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liam says, uh, 100% take non-so, but we need a, we've needed a striker for the best part of two years. Well, I like Dom, but I think he scored once in the last 30. Uh, well, he got two last season, didn't he? Um, but... You know, he's only played 18 games in the last, of each of the last two seasons, which is terrible, isn't it? Um, Steve says, Baz, have you had to choose between, why have you brought this in? You had to choose between drinking an Orange Club smoothie and watching the Newcastle documentary. What would you do? Matter of life and death. And you can't sit there on your phone pretending to watch it either. You have to do it like the scene on a clock. I'd watch the Newcastle doc, even. Rather than drinking an orange club smoothie, yeah. be fine. I like football documentaries. Oh, that'll be crap. Mark Woods on the Super <laughs> Chat says, if Daesh digs, digs in behind Mopai, is it the end for him? What do you mean, dig in? I, I'll i be honest, I don't think he had any option but to play Mopai on Saturday. I've seen a lot of people saying, should have played Dobbin. Dobbin's not a centre forward. He's a wide he's a wide forward, and I'll be honest, if we get none to him, then... He's gone. He's going. He'll go on loan somewhere. I don't think Dobbin's anywhere near the level. Be great if he stayed and he built up and we saw a little bit more of him. But I still think he's not got, uh, got not not anywhere near it. You know, we we had, um, obviously Dominic Carvin Lewin was not available. Manager said that on Friday, and Dan Juma clearly wasn't fit. I'd only played, mm-hmm. uh, you know, 145 minutes in pre-season plus the whatever time he got, 75 minutes behind closed doors, and that's where he got the injury. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't fit, so I don't think he had any other... I don't think he had any other Cannot. option to play. No, he's never going to play. No, no, he was never going to play. No, he had to stay. He, he probably did have to start him because of... Because of... He didn't. He didn't think Dom was fit enough to be on the bench. Well, Dom wouldn't have started, but so, again, I don't see. So he had to start him. The, my issue was the fact he waited too long before he placed yeah, him. That's, that's fine. And also, he should have put Cannon on for the last fifteen. He should have done. That's fine. The lads are forward, a centre forward who's played in the championship. We're, we're talking Listen, about. Listen, he'll he'll you know, live and die by these decisions. Yeah, like every yeah, other yeah. manager. You know, can't yeah. we? This this is a thing we talk about so often. Though the level between. These players and the Premier League. We're talking about Mopai, mm. who's got Premier League experience, mm. not being who scored goals, who scored double figures in Premier no, League, no, no. not being anywhere near it. And then suddenly we were saying Dobbin and Cannon are ready for the Premier League when there's actually zero evidence to suggest that. Mm. No, I'm, I'm talking about Cannon for the last 15 oh, yeah, of a yeah, game, I just as a wild card. Yeah. Dobbin should never have started up front. He's not a striker. Not even a striker. Not a striker at all. He's just not. He's this, a, like you said, a wide This is a lad who... He's a learning lad, his yeah. trade. This is a lad who blew ridiculously hot and cold at Derby last mm. season. You know, a team that were in League One. 
and he blew ridiculously hot and cold. He's 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 not from again when he came on, he runs around a lot and he, mm. he's busy and I get that's great. But has he got the composure? Has he got the composure to get on the ball and do something with it? I'm not. I'm. I'm again. I'm not. I'm not sure. You've got to be. You've got to temper these expectations of these players. I'll put it this way: he's twenty, right? He's twenty years of age. We're talking about twenty-five million for a lad who's nineteen. He's an international footballer in, in Wilfred Nonto. If you have to look at it all like that, Nonto's played eleven times for Italy. Mm. He's played in, um, you know, first team since he was seventeen. Lewis Dobbins learning his game. I'm saying he's not good and he can't be an Everton player because he's looked sharp in pre-season. And the manager has kept him around the first-team squad, hasn't he? And has had him on a bench and brought him on at the weekend. So the manager and the coaching staff have obviously been impressed by him so far. But he's not a centre-forward. He's just not. He's a wide forward. So what Lewis Dobbins has to do now is continue his development. And Ped's absolutely right. If Everton get Wilfred Nonto, Dobbins will go on loan. If Everton... Decide Nonso isn't, and they can't get him, and they go after Suleimane. Lewis Dobbin will go on loan to mm. carry on his development, and he should. Mm. He ain't gonna uh, listen. If I was being hundred percent selfish, I'd keep Dobbin as one of our subs. Yeah, even with Nonso coming. If he's gonna in. get games, right? the but what's the point of me keeping him as? If I was the manager of me keeping him as a sub, mm. and he gets ten minutes here and there, and it's almost like uh, don't forget if Everton did get. If Everton got not just let's say Everton got Nonso because that's what the main show's been about today, okay? Everton got Wilfred Nonso, mm. so Everton then have Wilfred Nonso, Arnett Danjuma, Dwight McNeil, Jack Harrison, and Alex Obobi, who can all play wide, mm. right? So only two of them can play in that wide formation because we'll have a centre forward, and then if Everton do get I'm just going to say Patson Dacher. So Everton have then Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Patson Dacher and Yusuf Chimiti. There's eight players who can play in them forward positions for three positions mm. from a team that is trying to make sure it's not in a relegation battle. Not a team that's in Europe yeah. where you can go, lads, you should all get in 20-odd games this season. Everton Football Club cannot keep that many people and then throw Lewis Dobbin into the yeah. mix. Everton cannot keep that many people happy. They just can't. It's impossible to do it. It's impossible for Pep to do it, which is why his squad isn't massive. Um, so that's what's difficult. Mm. It's almost, it's all so a reason why I'm not convinced Alex Obobi's still going to be here at the end of the transfer window. <laughs> yeah. If Everton get another wing, I'd, I'd, I look and think, mm, something else going on there, I don't know. But I just think numerically we, we wouldn't be able to. But one thing I wouldn't do is say to Lewis Dobbin, like you're leading the line. Yeah. As a centre forward because he's he's not played there. I know he, he come on at Chelsea a couple of years ago and he done all right. He ran around for the last half an hour, but he's more like a wide forward, isn't yeah. he? Stature as well. And that's where he played for when he was in the under twenty ones. You know, that's where he got his goals from. And that's as where well. he played for Derby. Yeah. Didn't he? Um you know, that's what we'd have to see, wouldn't we? A lot of people saying he needs to be non so needs to be wrapped up. As quickly as possible. Gavin just said Suleiman is going to Monaco because they've just built a bid at 21 million. Fair play then. Fair play. Everton after. This is the problem, isn't it? Is that while we're sitting around, other clubs are making moves. Mm. Like, let's race through a couple of these. Uh, Benjamin says, What do you make of the Lavin? Chelsea, Malik, Mothersile. He's on trial. 
he looks listen he looks nice and lively yeah. to be fair he's refused a new contract at Chelsea come on known to Everton he played the last 20 last night he got beat 4-0 by Liverpool um, but he looks lively he looks like he can travel with the ball he's quick and bright so yeah if Everton take him hopefully they can develop and if the worst comes to the worst they can make money on him like we did with Ellis Sims mm-hmm. that kind of thing Um Steve says, wanted to get both your thoughts on how do you think a Wobie fits into this team now? He's got actual wingers. People will say about him going into midfield, but the evidence will suggest Deitch isn't going to play him in there over the other four. And does anyone actually think he starts over Harrison, McNeil or Dan Zima? And clearly they want another winger in Nonto, so that would be six wingers, which makes me think he could, he could end up leaving us as well. Yeah, so. I mean, that's saying there. I think the, the smart thing to do would be would be if we we have the cover to let him go if someone wants him. But d- number one, does anyone want him? Uh, and number two, could he play somewhere else? Could he play down the middle? Would he? Would he? Could he play the role the Corey plays? He started last season really well playing centre midfield. Mm-hmm. Is he physical enough to play there for Sean Dyche? That's the that's the thing. He would be if Garner and Onana were behind him, or Garner and. Garner were behind them, or Garner and Decore were maybe behind them, because he is then very much an attacking midfield player, isn't he? But with ten ten months left on a deal, no evidence he's going to sign a new one. Yeah, yeah. As a football club, they should be looking to get rid of him. Mm. Jamie says, afternoon lads, just on the Onana links to United, I know midfielders are going for daft money at the minute, but honestly we couldn't say no to 60 million, I don't think the lad flatters to deceive week after week he's got talent of course, but imagine what we could do with the money striker and a new centre mid uh, lovely message to start, rest in peace Michael, uh, I think if Everton got an offer of 60 million, he'd tell him it's replacing him though, isn't it it is, but or I think... would you just I, put Garner in there? James Garner going this. Physically, Alex physical side. It's not the same, of course. At the like the Corey, maybe, alongside mm. Garner. And it's not where he should play, of course. But then he could have two eights with the Trisha, couldn't he? And then Jim, James Garner. Wouldn't have to worry. We'd have big Ron playing up front for us. Well, then we could get Ron. <laughs> so there you go. Um, I think Everton will consider if 60 million coming. I don't I think, think Manchester United will bid 60 million for him. And then it's about, do they do McTomney, whatever, and then people would, would be fuming for McTomney, so I don't know. Evan Viking thinks we need to get Nonto wrapped up as soon as possible because other clubs will come in for him. And says, as for Nonto, you don't know what he's been promised. He's respectfully asked yeah. to leave a few times. They're refusing him. He can only do what he does. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And our club has probably encouraged him to do what he's done. Well, that does happen. They go, listen, if you really want to force Especially it. Especially if you've already agreed terms. Mm. So. It does happen now before anything. Of course it does. Uh, Lozen just says rumours uh, Antonio's available for just under 10 mil for two year deal. Oh, you'd like that one, yeah. Another you one that doesn't that. score goals. 33 years of age, 80, 90 grand a week. Not for me. Um, Derek says Nonto be a great sign and we don't have anyone who beats a player. He likes to take on his man with pace and power. Absolutely. Absolutely. Gay says need to get the Nonto deal done. The player's done all he can for him is then to force the deal, so we owe it to him now to agree a deal with Leeds. It'd be very disappointing to spend so long chasing him and to miss out for the sake of a few million. Yeah. Adam says, eh, sorry, I've just covered any circle of trust on Nonto. How confident are you that you'll we'll get him? My confidence is shaken by Spurs bouncing into play with their 100 million. They don't 
where would he get in at Tottenham? Right now, they've got They're players. They're not replacing Harry Kane with Nanta Wadi. The fans have burned the place down. They're already after other strikers. And I'm not saying they don't. They're not interested because he's a good young player. He may well be, but if he's clever enough, he'd, he'd swerve that for now because it's about him playing regularly and developing. But who knows? Um, but as a week ago, we said Everton Leeds were very close. That was the the thing was they were they were one and a half million apart or something. Do I now think that's the case? I don't know because Leeds hadn't come out at that stage and said he wasn't for sale. So I don't know whether they want that nudged up a bit or whether they're trying to cover their own arse by saying we've done everything we can. I honestly don't know. Derek says any truth in the 777 rumours. I don't. As far as I've been told this morning, it's all still ongoing with um, MSP. So I don't know. Uh, Simon says, uh, morning from a baking Florida. Spots on about a striker by a half decent one, and we finished mid table at worst. Mark says, uh, did you watch Wolves yesterday? All the chances couldn't finish at the 1 4 1. It's an unforgiving league. Well, it is an unforgiving league, isn't it? We we proved that on Saturday. And Brandon says, could have played Michael Keane instead of Mopai. Clearly, though, he was fit enough and had one shot, put it in the back of the net. He did, didn't he? He had one chance, Michael Keane, really, and slotted it. Mm. Get him off front. Let's do it. Right. That's us. Stay where you are. Get yourselves a drink. Leave your computer on. You stay where you are. Yeah, I, I did. As I said it, I realised it. Leave everything on, your phone or your computer. Get yourself a drink or, or your smart TV. And we're going to be going over to the More Than A Game channel to, for our transfer show. Make sure you get involved with that. We were doing everything else. It's all good. Let's do it. Go ahead. Let's do it. Be good. Get the like button on your way out. Subscribe if you haven't. And do the same on the other channel. Thank you very much for everyone who has joined us today. See you in a bit. <laughs>